This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Bays. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me. Good morning. It is Friday. Thank God. February 16th, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunny day on the way. High 44. And then Saturday, we'll see some morning snow showers, clouds in the afternoon, high 39. And Sunday, sunshine, high 42. If you're walking out the door with us right now, 37 and clear in Spring Valley up in Rockland County. It is 36 and clear in Flemington down in New Jersey. And 38 and clear right here outside our Midtown studios. A whole lot to get to as we work our way up. Six o'clock hour, Sid and friends in the morning. There was another tourist attacked in the city. Well, this is going to help the Tourism Bureau here in New York City. This one happened in Queens, a really violent incident on the subways yesterday. This 29-year-old visiting here from Spain slashed in the neck at the Queens Plaza Station, Long Island City. This was yesterday. We don't have that type of nonsense over here. This is not a regular thing. Um, first time I heard, you know, some, some something going on here. Yeah, so apparently not a whole lot of attacks at the subway station. It was unprovoked. Police haven't said if they have a description of the attacker. It was just last week, of course, when that tourist from Brazil was shot in the leg during a robbery at a sporting goods store in Times Square. The shooter there was a migrant who was aiming at a security guard. They eventually tracked him down. I imagine they'll track the guy that shot the tourist from Spain down soon, too. I traveled through the trains all week. It's just getting worse. So don't know if this tourist is still here or his condition. Police haven't updated it yet. This is not a bad area, you know, um, but things happen in New York. Yeah, they do, but uh, never good when it happens to people who are visiting from out of town. The police chief, Kansas City, says the Super Bowl shooting started as a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire. We have subjects detained, two of which are juveniles. And it should be noted, we have recovered several firearms. So, of course, the awful part of this story is you had that radio DJ. She was killed, mom of two, among the crowd of thousands Wednesday who were at the Super Bowl parade there just to have a good time. She was racing away from the scene when she was shot in the abdomen. This appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire. To her friends and family, we are with you. And we are working tirelessly to investigate her murder. Yeah, so apparently just two dopes who got into a fight and started shooting at each other, and bullets flew, hit more than a dozen kids, lots of people still in the hospital today, 22 and all injured. The 22 victims' age range between 8 years old and 47 years old. At least half of our victims 
are under the age of 16. Of course, this capturing the attention of the nation after a great weekend of watching football and all the festivities that surround the Super Bowl. It was just a horrible way to end the week. Uh, Congress watching this all. Some there saying now's the time to take action against gun violence. We go through this whole thing every time there's a mass shooting. We've now had more mass shootings in 2024 than there have been days in the year. Yeah. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre saying that uh, Wednesday's shooting at the Super Bowl celebration is another reason there should be a ban on assault weapons, a national red flag law and universal background checks. Killing two innocent people and wounding more than 20 including several children. Not clear that any of those actions would have stopped these kids from firing into the crowd. Congress needs to act. And it is shameful that we have not seen more action on this. We need to ban assault weapons, require safe storage of guns, pass a national red flag law, enact universal background checks. Florida Senator Rick Scott watching this all in Kansas City as well, reflecting on his actions when he was governor in the days after the Marjorie Stoneham Douglas High Massacre in Parkland. He says... He brought together mental health counselors, teachers, law enforcement, and helped pass legislation to invest in mental health and risk assessments, school hardening, and putting cops in every school. We've done more than any state in the country. As I travel the country, I'm always shocked when I see a school with no fencing up and no law enforcement. So he believes after every mass shooting, we need to look critically into what can be done, which makes some sense. Knock on wood. Uh, it's it's worked, but I think what you always have to look at everything is say, okay, so what can we do better? Yeah, I believe in the Second Amendment. Um, I think it's important to have the Second Amendment, and so I'm never going to infringe on anybody's Second Amendment rights. So there is a middle ground here, and he seems to have found it at least for the time in Florida. Five oh five, more than thirty people indicted in a years-long string of gang-related shootings out on Long Island. Suffolk County District Attorney Ray Tierney was joined by Nassau local and federal officials Thursday announcing a 103-count indictment against 31 members and associates of the Bloodhound Brims, a subset of the Bloods. These alleged crimes uh, happened throughout Long Island from Hempstead to Hampton Bays. They're charged with conspiracy to commit murder in a total of 18 violent incidents spanning August of 2021 and this month, and they include a shooting last April that took the life of a Hempstead Elementary School teacher. Authorities also seized around a dozen illegal guns. James Flippin for 77 WABC News. WABC News Time 506. Let's go down to D.C. The White House speaking on the cryptic message from the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee warning of a serious national security threat. I can confirm that it is related to an anti-satellite capability that Russia is developing. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby uh, emphasizing the capability actually has not been deployed by Russia, and he says there's no immediate threat to anyone's safety. Republican Mike Turner called on the president to declassify the intelligence so Congress and U.S. allies can openly discuss actions to respond to the threat, but apparently it's not an immediate one. This is not an active capability that's been deployed. And though Russia's pursuit of this particular capability is troubling, there is no immediate threat to anyone's safety. Yeah, that was a big story, of course, in Washington this week when they said there was this threat, but didn't detail it. Now they gave us a little bit more on it, and uh, they say there's no immediate threat to the nation. WABC News Time 509. Let's go down to Georgia. Bombshell testimony in the hearing to determine whether to toss D.A. Fonnie Willis from former President Trump's Georgia election interference case. Witnesses taking the stand, Robert uh, Robin Yerty, worked in the Fulton County D.A. 
office and testified that she had no doubt that Willis and Wade started their romantic relationship back in 2019. Hugging, kissing, disaffection. All of all before November 1st of 2021, correct? Yes. Yeah, so that's important information because this hearing centers around a co-defendant in the case, says Willis should not serve as a prosecutor due to an improper romantic relationship with her special prosecutor, Nathan Wade. Willis is accused of benefiting financially by hiring Wade for $650,000, despite Wade allegedly never prosecuting a felony case before. Are you certain that Ms. Wade told you, I'm sorry, Ms. Willis told you about the romantic relationship with Mr. Wade? prior to November 1st of 2021. Yes. Lawyers representing Willis sparring over attorney-client privilege that led to Ashley Merchant to cry foul to the judge. There is a witness that contradicts what they have said in court. And they're doing everything they can to keep her off the stand and keep the truth away from this court. So the Fulton County DA, Fannie Willis, did take the uh, witness stand, being pressed about cash and vacation she took with Trump prosecutor Nathan Wade. The reason I consider that he did not is I gave him his money back. And I was about to ask that. Yeah, he, he called his cruise agent. Like, I think they have his card on record. Wade says they split the cost of trips to Aruba, to Napa, and a cruise. Willis paid in cash, but he couldn't produce uh, deposits or receipts. Willis also said she doesn't have bank receipts, but she always has a lot of cash inside her home and use that. They do whatever he tells them. He's like on a first name basis with these people. They do it. And then he tells me how much it is. And I give him the money back. Hmm, okay. If you tell me it's a G, then you're going to get $1,000. If you, Whatever it is, I didn't ever make him produce receipts to me. Whatever he told me it was, I gave him the money back. Yeah, for people in Georgia, they, boy, they were tied to watching this case yesterday. How it all ends, we don't know. Florida Republican Senator Rick Scott calling on President Biden to be removed from office through the 25th Amendment of the Constitution follows the release earlier this month of the special counsel's report that cleared Biden of any charges for holding on to classified documents. You know, he's a frail old man with a weak memory, and he's he's leading our country, commander of our our armed forces, controls the nuclear code. I think it's a pretty dangerous time. The report noted that a jury would likely see the president as an elderly man with a poor memory. Scott says we've always known he's been incompetent, but says it's only gotten worse with age. We've always known that he was incompetent. Now it's worse. Now he has bad memory. He's just somebody that hasn't aged well. Yeah, if a re-elected Biden would be 86 at the end of his uh, second term, of course, uh, his likely opponent in November, former President Donald Trump, is currently 77. Speaking of Trump, he was in the city in a courtroom here yesterday for allegations that he falsified business records of hush money payments made to an adult porn star. There was no crime here at all. This is just a way of hurting me in the election because I'm leading by a lot. We're leading by numbers that nobody's ever seen before. And they figured this is their way of cheating this time. Trump was trying to get this case thrown out. The judge denied the former president's motion to dismiss the case. Trial slated to start March 25th. Trump faces felony counts of falsifying business records connected to those alleged payments made to Stormy Daniels in the lead up to the 2016 election. If I were doing poorly, they wouldn't have brought it. And frankly, uh, if I didn't run, they would have been extremely happy because they don't like me running. 
We want delays. Obviously, I'm running for election. I can't. How can you run for election and be sitting in a courthouse in Manhattan all day long? Yeah, Trump says he doesn't want that March date, but it's not clear if he'll have his way here. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley bringing her campaign to Texas. Experts say she's trying to gain some momentum before Super Tuesday. She's visiting Texas because it's one of the largest prizes to uh, be awarded on March 5th. SMU political analyst Cal Gilson says there is a reason that Haley is sticking around. He thinks it's to keep her name on top of the anti-Trump faction of the GOP. Haley had two campaign stops in Texas this week today. She's in Dallas at Gillies Music Hall. Tomorrow she'll be in San Antonio at Market Square. Oftentimes a presidential candidate will stay in the race beyond when it has become clear they're not going to win if they think they've got something important to say. She wants to keep making the points that she thinks are important for the Republican electorate to hear. WABC News Time 514. Let's stay in Texas for a moment. A federal judge there hearing arguments in a lawsuit that targets the state's tough immigration law. It allows cops to arrest anyone they believe crossed the border illegally. Put plainly, what Texas is doing is unconstitutional. Attorney Jennifer Canales Palaz is with the Immigrant Legal Resource Center. It's the U.S. Justice Department that's challenging the law, which makes it illegally crossing the border a Class B misdemeanor. That could mean up to six months in jail. Texas says it needs to crack down on the surge in illegal immigration that state leaders feel the federal government has been ignoring for years. You may think this is only relevant to migrants, but it's not. One in six Texas residents is an immigrant. So this case will be heard uh, more of it today. One in six residents who are U.S. citizens have at least one immigrant parent. Yeah, we'll follow how that goes. Uh, coming up in, in just a moment, we have more information on Joel Osteen and that shooting that took place in his mega church. But first, 515, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk. Happy Friday. Good morning, Justin Ellick. Happy Friday. Good morning to you, Noam Lim. Start on the ice here at the Garden. Chris Crowder scored a hat trick. Adam Fox had four assists, and uh, Jonathan Quick made 31 saves as the Rangers down the Montreal Canadiens, 7 to 4 last night. To match a season best with their sixth straight victory. Mika Zibanejad added a goal and two assists for the Rangers, who also got goals from Will Cooley, Vincent Trocek, and Kapokako. Artem Panarin added three assists. Everybody got involved. The Rangers, who equaled their season high for goals, scored four times in just over four minutes during the second period after Montreal took a 1-0 lead in the first. The Rangers were 7-1-1 in their last nine games and 5-0-0 in February. Coming out of the All-Star break, they lead the Metropolitan Division. By eight points, equaling a season high. Out in Newark, the Devils couldn't make, get much going offensively against the L.A. Kings, losing a nail-biter 2-1 at home. Tyler Toffoli scored on a power play for New Jersey, which had won two in a row. Nico Dawes was outstanding in gold despite the loss, making 27 saves, including a couple of sensational glove stops in the first and second periods. It's All-Star Weekend coming up in the NBA, so there'll be no Knicks or Nets action until uh, this upcoming Thursday of next week. So if you're looking forward to any of the uh, All-Star Weekend events, Rising Stars Challenge is set for tonight at 9 p.m. before the Skills Challenge three-point contest and slam dunk competition take place Saturday night starting at 8 p.m. Sunday night will feature the classic East vs. West matchup uh, set for an 8 p.m. tip-off. In a rare women's college basketball update, Iowa superstar Caitlin Clark broke the NCAA women's basketball scoring record last night. Clark now has 3,569 points, 49 oh, of them geez. coming Yeah, last night. I mean, she hits these uh, three-pointers, Gnome, from 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 the logo. You wow. know, like they're half-court shots, but she takes them 
She's like the woman Steph Curry, you know? Is <laughs> Someone's laughing in the background actually yeah. there. Is, is she a senior? Yeah, she's a senior, so uh, I, so she's, she'll be in the WNBA next year. Do you think they'll and ever she's see... she's Jewish. Oh, look at that. Baruch Hashem. Is she really? Clark, I guess, right? It's got to be. Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> got to be. Clark. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, maybe if you tack an E on the end of it. The, the, by the way, the, the rest of the day, there'll be nothing funnier on this station. The rest of the day. Right. Than Noam throwing in a Baruch Hashem. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, while you're standing sitting there... Is there any chance that one of these women players who are playing well so well in college ever makes the NBA? Don't go there. Trust me. Well, no. No, no, Let me remind you, you, 2007, I miss Rutgers. Don't even go there. Yes, they're all good enough to play. (laughs) Yeah, but imagine LeBron setting a screen on Sabrina Sabrina Ionescu. I mean, one goes flying, the other doesn't. Just say yes. Okay. But speaking of that, no. Women can do everything we can do and sometimes even better. Who are you this morning? My God. Just don't talk about it. That's even better. <laughs> I will say, though, that this weekend you'll see a uh, three-point competition between Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu at oh, the really? All-Star Weekend. Yeah. Oh, see, there you go. There's the beginning right It's there. not the same. No. That's now not you're going to make me go the other way. Oh, They're using me. different basketballs. <laughs> Maybe so, I should just stop you right there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, you should have never started the conversation. That was your well, fault. I was just curious, that's all. <laughs> all right, Traff, uh, you, oh, you do have more? As long as well, I she just passed, you want to let you know, she passed uh, Washington's Kelsey Plum, who had 3,527. And uh, just one little tidbit here from uh, the MLB. Rob Manfred told reporters yesterday, as the commissioner in the MLB, that uh, this will be his final term in office. He will retire when it expires in January 2029. Remember, he replaced Bud Selig. That's Sports Now. I'm Justin Ellick on uh, 77 WABC. WABC News Time 520. Let's go down to Texas. The deadly shooting at Joel Osteen's Mega Church Sunday has reignited the debate over so-called red flag laws in Texas. The shooter able to legally buy an AR-15 assault rifle despite just a long history of mental health problems. Red flag laws give loved ones who are aware of these behaviors tools to have those guns temporarily removed. Nicole Golden with the Texas Gun Sense says the laws are in place in other Republican-controlled states like Florida, and the result has been a drop in violent crime. The former mother-in-law of the church shooter says she was taking medications to treat schizophrenia, and she had been placed in an emergency detention back in 2016, but apparently none of that stopped her from owning a gun. It may have averted this tragedy. We know it might have averted tragedies in the past. The fact that our lawmakers have not even prioritized just a hearing about this policy is a real disservice to Texans. 521, let's go down to D.C., Oklahoma Congressman Frank Lucas, issuing this warning about research theft. This is huge. He is the chairman of the House Science, Space and Technology Committee. During a hearing yesterday, he said Congress has to do more to protect American research. It's being stolen all over the world. Research theft is one of the single greatest threats to our uh, competitiveness as a nation. It takes our hard-won innovation and puts it to work for our adversaries. So Lucas says China has really been explicit about stealing American research to further its own technological progress. He says American scientists are having trouble implementing their own research guidelines because there are no government-wide standards in place. The Chinese Communist Party has made it clear they intend to surpass us as the global leader in science and technology. 
and they have no qualms about using intellectual property theft, forced technology acquisition, and other illicit means to do so. You know, we have some of the best scientists in the world. People come here from all over the world to uh, involve themselves in all kinds of science projects, and scientists for years have complained about the research being stolen overseas. Of course, now it's easier to do that with the Internet. The government needs to have timely, clear, and uniform guidance on this issue for our agencies and our researchers. It's unacceptable that we don't have that. It is amazing that we don't have it. 523, Russia warns that its offensive in Ukraine is likely to last a whole lot longer. In Moscow, Daria Bondarchuk says the war, which Russia refers to as its special military operation in Ukraine, has eventually transformed into a conflict against what they say the collective West. Russian presidential spokesman Peskov said that the involvement of Western countries led by the United States is extending the conflict. This appears to contradict the officials' earlier statements that Vladimir Putin has more than once indicated that he is ready for negotiations. Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov in a recent interview said he sees no chance for a peace agreement in the foreseeable future. Daria Bondarchuk, Moscow. While we're overseas, same-sex marriage now legal in Greece. The Greek parliament approving a bill yesterday allows same-sex couples to get married and adopt children. Greece is now one of the first Orthodox Christian countries to allow same-sex unions. The church was strongly opposed to the bill, which was approved by 176 lawmakers in the 300-seat parliament. Scientists say they've uncovered more water in space now. Thanks to a retired NASA mission, scientists found water on the surface of two asteroids. The Southwest Research Institute says this is the first known finding of water molecules on an asteroid surface. Scientists say discoveries like these can help uncover information on how Earth got its water and potentially show researchers where to look for life in space. I'm Trey Thomas. WABC News Time 524 and Health News Healthcare Professionals seeing a rise in cancer cases in younger people now. Over the last three decades, cancer researchers have been keeping a closer eye on the alarming trend of the increasing rate of cancer diagnoses in people under the age of 50. Hartford Healthcare Cancer Institute reports show that in 2019, new cancer diagnoses were up 79% and cancer deaths were also up 28%. Early onset breast and colon cancer are among the most common of these early onset cancers, yet many other types are also rising worldwide. Scientists suspect that the rise is likely linked to lifestyle and environmental factors. I'm Katie Gray. Yeah, either way, all frightening stuff. Mortgage rates in the U.S., they're jumping after strong employment and inflation numbers released. The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage averaged 6.77% this week. That's up from 6.64% the previous week, according to Freddie Mac data. It's still higher than a year ago when the average rate was just over 6.3%. Sam Cater, Freddie Mac's chief economist, said the economy has been performing well so far this year and rates may stay higher for longer, potentially slowing the spring home buying season. I'm Lisa Taylor. The People's Choice Awards ceremony is set for Sunday. Barbie leads the way with eight nominations. This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever. So is yesterday and so is tomorrow and every day from now until forever. Oppenheimer follows with six nominations on the TV side. Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, The Morning Show, The Last of Us got the most nods. The show will air 8 o'clock on NBC, Peacock, and you know, do people know this, that everybody who shows up at the People's Choice Awards already knows who's won the awards? They tell the stars ahead of time, so they'll show up for the award show. Did you know that? Or did I just ruin it for everybody? I think I could have some fun with this. 
and I love what the PCA stand for. So I'm, I'm just really excited to, to be able to celebrate that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the uh, People's Choice Awards are on Sunday. A Paramount Bob Marley movie. Setting records already. One Love brought in $14 million Wednesday, breaking the record for the biggest midweek Valentine's Day opening. The film stars Kingsley Ben-Adir is projected to earn $30 million in its first six days through the president's holiday. Did you know that uh, reggae has made a huge comeback with young kids? And so that's part of the reason this movie is going to be big. Neil Young and Crazy Horse announcing a new album and a brief tour. This is kind of fun. The one-month Love Earth tour will kick off in San Diego with shows on April 24th and 25th. Uh, it'll make it to New York. I would kind of like to see that. The opening bell. It rings this morning on Wall Street as the trading week begins to wind down. At yesterday's closing bell, the Dow gained 348 points. S&P 500 up 29. NASDAQ rose by 47 points. Coming up today, we'll get word on consumer sentiment, housing starts, and building permits, along with the producer price index. Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noam Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick, Sports. And now, talking the news with Noam on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me, 532. Good morning. It is Friday, February 16th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today. High 44. The weekend, it looks like this. Saturday morning, snow showers, clouds in the afternoon, high 39. And then Sunday, mostly sunny, high 42. If you're walking out the door with us right now, so happy you are. 37 clear in Spring Valley up in Rockland County. 38 and clear in Flemington down in New Jersey. And it is 37, some scattered clouds outside our Midtown studio. We'll start this half hour. Out in New Jersey, where New Jersey's legal marijuana business is just booming in under two years of recreational sales. And this is not a lot of stores around the state. The New Jersey Cannabis Regulatory Commission says there are now 102 medicinal and recreational marijuana dispensaries across the Garden State. And that's with a 60% of towns across New Jersey opting out. They don't want these pot shops in their town. The only county that completely opted out is Salem. That's down in South Jersey. So you ready for this? Recreational weed sales were over $600 million last year. I mean, that's astronomical. And when you think that all that money was underground before, right? You know, private drug dealers were making that cash. And most of that now has been taken away with these legal sales. Medicinal cannabis sales, they were close to 100 million last year. Governor Murphy calling the numbers a major milestone. I think that's a little bit of an understatement. While we're in New Jersey, this family in Nutley, just completely heartbroken. Somebody ran over 22-year-old son, Winston Perlaza. This was on Valentine's Day. And they just kept on driving. The crash happened in Nutley. The family, as you might guess, wants some answers. Whoever did this, turn yourself. Please. He had a big heart. He had a big heart. Everyone loved him. He had a big heart. 
A bouquet of flowers left at the scene in Nutley this morning. Investigators say the driver who fled the scene hit Whiston on Milton Avenue. That's right near the Garden State Parkway overpass. He was just 22 years old. He's going to be 23 on Monday. Perlaza's mother, siblings say he was hanging out with a female friend when this car ran into him. He was a local mechanic. Now the family's raising money for his funeral. Uh, baby of the family. It was only 22. We just want justice, and then the person that did it, I, turn yourself in. Anything helps. I appreciate everything. I appreciate all the words and all the messages, it's but not it's back. not bringing him back. Yeah, so the family members said they want to honor the 22-year-old planning a candlelight vigil for the weekend and then his funeral. I know I say this every time we do a hit and run, but if you stay at the scene, things always work out better than if you race away. The homes of two FDNY chiefs were searched yesterday as part of an ongoing federal investigation into building inspections. The search is part of a continuing investigation into whether required fire department inspections of buildings were being expedited for money. Anthony Sacovino is the head of the FDNY's Fire Prevention Bureau. Brian Cordasco works for him at the Fire Prevention Bureau. Investigators are looking into whether retired firefighters steered building projects to the chiefs for expedited inspection approvals. Bribes for expedited safety inspections have been rumored internally, well, for a long time. These chiefs being accused of wrongdoing, their homes searched in Staten Island and in Brooklyn. Investigators also executed a search warrant at the fire department headquarters. Political consultant Hank Sheinkoff weighing in. It doesn't look good for the mayor because, again, here's an indication of a corruption investigation that may or may not be founded, but occurred during his watch. Yes, yeah, spokesman for the Adams administration said there's no ended, any indication of connection to anyone at City Hall. The FDNY releasing a statement last night saying that in part they are awaiting guidance uh, regarding further action with these two police chiefs. But what we've heard is Laura Kavanaugh, the fire commissioner, when she heard about this and rumors of it, she handed it over to the FBI and other organizations to do their own investigation. And what the FBI is saying as of last Last night is that there is no connection between this investigation and the one into the fundraising uh, of the Adams administration. WABC News Time 539. Remember that shooting earlier this week up in the Bronx? Uh, uh, two gangs got onto a four train uh, heading to Mount Eden and they started firing at each other. A bunch of people hit by the bullets. A 35 year old homeless man was shot dead. Well, they now have two people in custody in the shooting. Uh, one's a 16-year-old. Uh, another teen, they didn't tell us his age, but he's in custody as well. We believe one of our victims, who is a 14-year-old, uh, is possibly one of the other shooters. Six people were shot on the platform at the Mount Eden station. The incident happened after these two groups got into a fight over drill rap. Uh, if you're not familiar with drill rap, maybe on Monday I'll play you some. It spilled out onto the platform. Gunfire erupted. One of the people shot this 35-year-old homeless man who died from his injuries. We have two youth crews uh, this, that, that are beefing. Uh, we're getting some preliminary information that it might be over some drill rapping. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a good reason to fire at uh, other passengers on the subway. 540, New Yorkers 
feel the blame for the teenage mental health crisis here in the city should be spread all around between parents and the addictive social media platforms like Instagram. They're weighing in on this because New York City has joined this national lawsuit that blames social media platforms like Instagram for fueling the mental health crisis. You should have done this in the beginning, not now. That's why I'm talking to all the parents. Keep your kids off the screen and take them out. Because kids right now, we just drop an iPad or whatever it is in front of them, and that's the babysitter. I didn't have that babysitter. I didn't raise my kids with that type of babysitter. Yeah, well, she's right. The city wants the owners of five major apps to pay up, saying it spends roughly $100 bucks a year on youth mental health programs, and they say the apps are some of the reason there's been a spike in health mental health issues here in the city. No, I don't. I think that's just the way... It's- for them to get out of trouble. No, they're making money. No, all they care about is money. They don't they don't feel bad at all. I think they care about views and you know how many likes and whatever. This lawsuit comes just a week after Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg apologized to parents who say Instagram contributed to their children's suicides or exploitation. Residents in Bushwick, they were all up in arms. We had heard about this story a week ago or so. After Biggie Smalls, a mural of him in their community, was painted over by a new marijuana dispensary. The mural, uh, as Biggie Smalls as a baby, it was on uh, Sudam Street, which is in Bushwick. And it was there until this emerald dispensary, a new pot legal pot shop, moved in. And they painted over it ahead of the grand opening on Monday. The wall is now jet black and these neighbors are furious. But the head of the Emerald Dispensary, Christina Giovanni, says a compliance worker told her that outdoor artwork would risk them passing inspection. So they painted over Biggie Small. So in order to pass our state inspection with the Office of Cannabis Management, we had to make sure to cover up all the exterior artwork on our building. And there was a mural here that resonated with the community that had been up for a few years. And unfortunately, we had to paint over it. Yes, she said they had no choice. But then uh, she was told just yesterday, you didn't have to paint over this. But here's the good news is they didn't really paint it, paint over it. They used this sort of black paint that you can spray off with, uh, you know, some intense water. So they're going to be able to recover this Biggie Smalls mural. It's not gone forever. Um, that is the first time I have ever heard that. If that is true, I will go and power wash it off right now. Yeah, so the Emerald Dispensary going to host a blast-off event tomorrow to power wash off the paint and bring that Biggie Smalls Bureau back to community. So, okay, everybody's happy in that story. A new rule at the Atlantic Terminal Mall, downtown Brooklyn, now going to require anyone under the age of 18 to be accompanied by an adult. Madison International Realty, the mall's management, says the chaperone policy has been in place actually for a couple years now, but now they're going to enforce it because kids have gotten just too rowdy. So they don't want them there alone. Here's one of those kids. Not fair because what if I just want to go and shop, not do nothing wrong, and they got me talking about something I can't go in because I'm not 18. Yeah, well, unfortunately, there's a little bit of collective punishment going on out there for the kids who are causing problems. Some say the rule not entirely surprising. Some shoppers who go to the mall say uh, they've seen kids acting out and it doesn't make it a whole lot of fun to walk around the Atlantic Terminal. It just be like destroying the stores and stuff. There's a lot of fighting with no guidance or any adult guidance or anything like that. So a lot has changed since, you know, I was coming up. There'd be a lot of kids here 
acting a fool so i understand it but like i don't think it's necessary brooklyn bro president antonio reynoso says he was surprised to hear about the policy saying kids need safe welcoming spaces to be kids but if they're acting out at the mall the mall says it has its right to ban those kids by they're not by the way they're not the first mall to do that in the area the garden state plaza in new jersey has a parental guidance rule due to what it says and an increase in disruptive behavior inside the mall it's enforced on friday and saturday after 5 p.m you can't get in the mall without a parent uh with you all right, 545, let's head over to the 77WABC Sports Desk where we find Justin Ellick. Thank you, Noah Malayden. Start here on the ice at the Garden. Chris Kreider netted a hat trick. Adam Fox had four assists, and Jonathan Quick made 31 saves as the Rangers down the Montreal Canadiens 7-4 last night to match a season best with their sixth straight victory because Benajad added a goal and two assists for the Rangers, who also got goals from Will Cooley, Vincent Trocek, and Capo Caco, Artemi Panarin added three assists. The Rangers, who equaled their season high for goals, scored four times in just over four minutes during the second period after Montreal took a one to nothing lead in the first. The Rangers are 7-1-1 in their last nine games, and they are undefeated in February coming out of the All-Star break. They lead the Metropolitan Division by eight points, equaling a season high. In Newark, the Devils couldn't get much going offensively against the L.A. Kings, losing a nail-biter. 2-1 at home. Tyler Toffoli scored on a power play for New Jersey, which had won two in a row. Nico Dawes was outstanding in net despite the loss, making 27 saves, including a couple uh, glove beauties in the uh, first and second periods. It's All-Star Weekend coming up in the NBA, so there'll be no Knicks or Nets action until Thursday of next week. If you're looking forward to any of the All-Star Weekend events, the Rising Stars Challenge is set for tonight at 9 p.m. before the Skills Challenge three-point contest and slam dunk competition take place Saturday night starting at 8 p.m. Sunday night will feature the classic East vs. West matchup set for an 8 p.m. tip-off. And, Noam, I know you were wondering about that Steph Curry-Sabrina Ionescu uh, three-point competition. Yeah, I can't wait. That's <laughs> that's uh, going to happen uh, Saturday night amidst the uh, three-point slam dunk competition. What, what time is it Saturday night? Uh, I believe that it'll probably have to be um, some at some point between 8 and 9 p.m., I would, okay. I would yeah. have to imagine. I don't, I don't think it would take that long, right? No, I wouldn't think so. It was like five or so minutes for each shooter, I would yeah. think. So. In a rare Who do you w- put your money on? Uh, Steph Curry. Is that bad? You sure about that? Yeah, I'm pretty positive, actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In a rare women's college basketball update, uh, Iowa superstar. This woman would, might have a better shot of beating Steph Curry. Caitlin Clark broke the NCAA women's basketball scoring record last night. Clark now has 3,569 career points, 49 of them coming last night. She came into number four Iowa's game against Michigan with 3,520 points, needing eight to break the mark previously set by Washington's Kelsey Plum. That mark was 3,527 from 2013 to 2017. And as we gear up for opening day in about a month and a half, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred told reporters yesterday that this will be his final term in office and he will retire when it expires in January 2029. Manfred, 65 now, replaced Bud Selig as commissioner in January 2015 and has since been given two five-year terms. The owners voted in July to give him a third term. That is Sports Gnome, and I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. WABC News Time 550. Republicans on Long Island just still licking their wounds, trying to figure out what went wrong in this week's special congressional election after Democrat Tom Swazi beat the GOP's pick, Mozzie Pillow. This race was fought amidst a closely divided electorate, much like our whole country. This race was centered on immigration 
and the economy. Swazi took back the seat that Republican George Santos was kicked out of in December. Pollster Doug Schoen says the 61-year-old Democrat ran a smart centrist campaign tackling Republican issues like the migrant mess in the economy. My reaction to the race in New York, if Democrats run with sanity for immigration reform, closing the border, tough on crime, they win in suburban areas. With all due respect to our former president, his unpopularity hurt uh, the candidacy of Maisie Phillip. And had she run as MAGA, she would have lost more badly than she did. Polls actually had showed this race was really close, like four points within the margin of error, but it ended up really not being that close. And that surprised many third district voters. I'm very disappointed. Swazi was there before and did nothing. I think um, as he Philip was really far right, and and the big thing, and I believe her her issue was the abortion issue, and uh, I, I think that's women's choice. I think she was a better fit for for what we're going through. We need change, and Swazi's not the change. George Santos, of course, having the last to laugh. He says Republicans should have never supported a move to kick him out of Congress, especially at a time when Republicans have the slimmest of a majority in Congress. You guys miss me yet? Well, you know what? This is what happens when the will of the people is canceled, when the will of the people is ignored. Santos uh, talking with Sid earlier this week says Republican leaders on Long Island who picked Mozzie Pillip as the candidate should be forced out now. We saw something very clear. The turnout of the Republican base was anemic. The Republican base was disrespected. Their votes were canceled. And this is what happens when you do that to voters. Now we get to see who the Republicans will pick. Will it be Mozzie again or somebody new for the November race? 552, let's go over to New Jersey. An abandoned dog found tied to a pole in Cranford Thursday morning. This was about six in the morning. Someone called cops after seeing the dog tied to a pole, Lexington Avenue. This is right near Unami Park. The dog named Zeus was left with a sign uh, around its neck that said, not rabbit, no biting, needs a home. How stupid can you get? I yeah. mean, I couldn't believe it that they would leave a dog like that. I don't think they should leave a dog like that. You know, drop it off at a shelter or uh, police headquarters maybe even, but they shouldn't do that. Yeah, how do you leave a dog out in the cold? I understand sometimes you can't take care of it anymore, but there's lots of places to drop them off. Animal Control Solutions took in the pit mix and said he's healthy, uh, warming up to the staff there. Police say the dog was left to fend for himself, cold and all alone. It was 25 degrees outside. There was no water. There was no food around it. It was really not an excuse for leaving a dog. There may be reasons, but not an excuse for leaving a dog in these extreme temperatures. So here's the interesting part. The dog was microchipped. Now, that doesn't mean it was the direct previous owner. Maybe there was more than one. So now they're looking to see if they can connect the microchip maybe to the person who left this dog in the cold. If you do not feel that this is a good fit for you any longer, your your intentions were good, however it's not panning out, there are a number of rescues to yeah. safely surrender your animal to to get it to its next forever yeah. home. And nobody's going to give you a hard time if you drop it off, so I just don't understand that. While we're in New Jersey, Jersey Shore Police trying a new summer recruitment tactic as job applications there dwindle. With our breathtaking beaches and strong sense of community, it is truly a unique place to work. That's Longport Police Chief Frank Colmoni in a highly produced video that's trying to paint an enticing picture of the town, beach, and community. These days, 
it is a tough sell, according to the Seaside Heights police chief, who was a former summer cop. These are summer cops who get salaries of about 18 bucks an hour. They don't carry a gun or anything or anything like that. They're down at the shore to essentially to like patrol traffic, enforce parking rules and control the summer crowds on the beach. And they really need this extra force because these police forces during the year, they're, they're tiny. They're not, you know, lots of people aren't living in town. So they're doing everything they can to get people to take these jobs this summer. We start them at $18 an hour. You get that at McDonald's. Some of these guys just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, that's the problem. $18 an hour yeah mcdonald's is offering the same salary we're trying to sh- paint a picture of where we are who we are yeah so they're hoping this video uh, will go viral and that they'll be able to attract some people to the shore this summer to work as essentially uh cops without a gun new york city says it's committed to curbing cruise ship pollution i didn't know it was a problem councilwoman alexa avia says communities like Red Hook are tired of being dumped on with pollutants without reaping any economic benefits. Traffic, unwieldy, businesses closing because workers can't get there, honking, car crashes, only one road in, one road out, no planning. This is unacceptable, and our city can do better. Comes as city council members consider this bill that would only allow the city to work with cruise lines that agreed to connect to shore power, which means terminals would provide boats with electricity. And finally, cops in Westchester warning shoppers to be on the lookout for pickpockets. This has become apparently a huge deal in grocery stores across Westchester County. They've seen this huge rise in crimes where people are like grabbing uh, people's women's purses as they put them in their cart and all kinds of other things. And they say uh, this is a real deal. Within minutes, they're at an ATM, a local ATM about 10 minutes away. So before the person even knows that they've been victimized, their money's already removed from their account. Yeah, in one instance, the thief caught on camera, some video shared with us, repeatedly reaching into a woman's purse in a shopping cart. This was at the Stop and Shop in North White Plains. So the crime, of course, of pickpocketing is far from new, but cops in Westchester County say it's becoming more frequent inside these grocery stores. So they've set up stings and they're hoping to catch these people, but in the meantime, they're warning you, if you're a man or woman, for that matter, and you're a grocery store and you think you're pretty safe walking around there hold on to the purse put the wallet in the front pocket until they catch up with this ring of pickpockets that have been going in and out of grocery stores across westchester county this is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.